0: following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8.05 p.m. Events occur in It is January 25th, 2022, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And I think that uh, we're cursed, by the way. A lot of issues leading up into the show tonight Uh, between potential Internet issues, maybe causing the live stream to go down. I'll monitor that and make sure that we have that figured out as the show goes on, because we have a lot to get to. But the thing that I'm the most concerned about studio wise, at the very least, is that there are fucking ants in here. And I don't know how there got to be little ants crawling around, but there are these little sugar ants. You know how uh, occasionally, like in the springtime, you'll see like little sugar ants maybe crawling around your house. And that leads you to believe that, oh, shit, I should probably do a better job at cleaning up. But, hey, it's 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 nice and fresh in here. I don't understand. The trash is empty. There's nothing that is insanely offensive out there in the studio right now. And so I don't understand. I sat down here to start doing show prep and, you know, kind of get ready for the show a little bit. And there was little little fucking sugar ant just crawling on my arm right as I sit down and then one more on the desk, too. So uh, don't mind me. There may come a point in the show where I'll have like phantom ant crawling you know how that happens when you have a bug crawl on you one time and then for the next like couple of hours afterwards you have uh phantom buggies on you so don't mind me if I just so happen to freak out about their uh or thinking that I have an ant on me because I just might or it's probably just me making it up again but look I got I got raid ready to go ready to smack down all the ants If they show up, look, at, I'm ready. I'm ready for you, Ants. Bring it. Bring it on. I'm not taking any shit tonight. (laughs) And it is, of course, uh, opposite day, by the way. So I think what we're going to do tonight, which is not actually what we're going to do, is uh, so with all the stories that we have to cover tonight, uh, we've got a lot to get to, by the way, which is I have some updates on the Pennsylvania Loose Monkeys story, from yesterday because they were out there hey get back in there and they found them and put them down and now the woman that helped find these monkeys is uh she's coming down with a little bit of sickness and i think that that could potentially be something to be concerned about and especially if you're uh prone to jumping down conspiracy theory rabbit holes then uh you know This might be the latest one to add to your list of things to be concerned about, because I really think that we could possibly have a monkey situation on our hands. Hey, hey. So we'll cover that a little bit as well. Plus, we will get to President Biden's hot mic moment that he had last night while the show was going on. And he called a Fox News reporter a stupid son of a bitch. And I want to say that that's a hot mic, but it wasn't really a hot mic. He was kind of sitting there in front of the microphone just coming out with it. it that Peter Doosy a stupid son of a bitch. I've got that on tape, on the record. We will get to that because, you know, that's just the way the political discourse has gone now. And, you know, it's now that... Uh, now that we've been through the wonderful world of President Donald J. Trump, that's just kinda that's just kind of how political discourse goes now, right? I mean, that's how you refer to your political enemies is as profanity and you call them names and you act ridiculously childish despite the fact that you're like seventy something years old and are probably not mentally fit to be doing anything anyway. And that's just how it goes. We also have some fun stories to get to, Uh, and we will eventually, probably towards the second segment, cover the FDA banning the use of monoclonal antibodies stored, because it's a story that is highly politically charged and is going to get you riled up depending on uh, what side you're on, because what happened here is going to appeal to both sides depending on you know if you're on the left already then this is going to go with what you already believe and then people on the right are taking this as uh, a way to reinforce what they already believe and we'll do a bit of a a dive into that towards the end of the show but you know i want to have i want to have a little bit of fun first because news broke last night of And this is footage that ended up going viral of President Biden caught on a hot mic calling Peter Ducey, a reporter at Fox News, a stupid son of a bitch for his question on inflation. And I leave this to you, chat, which, by the way, before we really jump into things here, if you're listening to the podcast or the YouTube recording of the show, then it is entirely likely that you would enjoy listening to it live Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern uh right here on the simulation radio YouTube channel. I'm doing doing influencer things. Uh, oh yeah <clears throat> influencer. Oh yeah no actually it's opposite se- opposite day so do not like n- don't like it it's that's bad. uh don't subscribe definitely don't do that. remember it's, it's opposite day. remember? And uh, definitely don't follow and click the notification button. It's uh, it's definitely not a bell that is somewhere on your screen. I think it's on the top right that allows you to get notifications about when we do the show live. And as well, if you are listening to the live show, then you can not miss a single moment by subscribing to Simulation Radio Live on all the podcast platforms. And also I post a lot of these updates on social media as well. Like what we're talking about that day of uh, some cool behind the scenes stuff occasionally for the shows and, you know, occasionally just some, some shit posts because that's what you got to do on social media. The world is too damn serious, man. So it is indeed at simulation radio on all the social medias. Def- don't, don't follow that as well. All right. I don't even know if I can bring myself to uh, shill this hard, but since it is opposite day and I will do this in the name of opposite day, but uh, uh, again, remember, remember, fellas, opposite day bit here. Uh, Go to TikTok. So definitely subscribe on uh, the TikTok. It's the most fantastic social media of all time. There are stupid or no, no, no. Sorry. Opposite day. Opposite day. Come on. Come on. Get back into shape. There are definitely um, well-intentioned women that are on there dancing uh, very artistic dances and definitely not for attention. And if you go there and subscribe to everything, then you will have a, a good time. You, your, Your brain capacity will increase. By consuming this content, and you'll probably at least raise yourself uh roughly five or ten IQ points by consuming this content. Again, remember opposite day. Uh, Got to remember opposite day. So, be sure to uh, not do any of that stuff. So we have President Bike, President Bike, President Biden here on his hot mic moment calling. Peter Doocy of Fox News, a stupid son of a bitch for a question on inflation. And again, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but this is just kind of how political discourse goes now since the advent of former President Trump, where he was known to be vulgar and crass and crude and to just t- tell it like it is. That's how I do things. I don't mince words. I tell things exactly how they are or as I see them. It's great. And. Now that we're at that level of political discourse, President Biden, this was not even a hot mic moment. He was just kind of sitting there talking to the microphone as though he didn't really know what the hell was going on. So I will show you guys this. Check this one out first. They're all masked, so we can't hear them. Peter Doocy asks, is asking a question about inflation and whether or not this is going to hurt the Democrats' midterm chances, which, obviously, uh, it's one of the primary issues in the country right now. And so the only viable answer to this is, of course, yes, this is something that could impact the Democrats. But when you ask a Democratic president this who is intending on you know, doing the political theater and walk around of all the answers. And President Biden does not like being asked uh, questions that he does not have a very carefully and drug-induced prepared answer for. What? That's a great asset. Can't hear you through the mask. What a stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) You hear it right there, stupid son of a bitch. Look, President Biden is coming in wide and clear because he's not not wearing a mask, uh, despite the fact that I imagine that every single person in that room is vaccinated. And, you know, what happened to that? What happened to that? Heard President Biden loud and clear. But this is as the White House reporters were leaving the press conference, by the way. So it might also be a case of Peter Ducey just not being in a well mic'd area as they were getting they were kind of clearing everything down and packing it all up and getting ready to end the press conference but that doesn't stop Peter Ducey from trying to get uh, another another shot in there Peter Ducey did end up going on uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News that night to respond to it and he had a I would say a pretty good response to it where you know how a lot of these uh These White House reporters will tend to and journalists in general will tend to make everything about them and how, oh, we're 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 the victims of hate and vulgar language. And I can't believe that he's talking it to us, talking to us like this. But Peter Ducey is just kind of taking it in stride. And you can tell from the thumbnail of this video that, you know, neither him nor uh, big old Sean Hannity really gives a single iota of a fuck about this.
1: We have some news tonight. Uh, After years of of the president and I kind of mixing it up on the campaign, mixing it up transition and here at the White House, uh, within about an hour. Of that exchange, he called my cell phone and uh, he said, it's nothing personal, pal. Nothing personal, kid. And we went back and forth and we were talking about uh, kind of moving, (laughs) moving forward. And I made sure to tell him that I'm always going to try to ask something different than what everybody else is asking. And uh, he said, you've got to. And that's a quote from the president. I'm so sure that's exactly
0: doing. what he wants.
1: All right. I want to be your negotiator here. And I would like to negotiate a 20 minute sit down. They're with having fun here. One on one. I think that would be, you know, uh, I'm a Christian. I believe in forgiveness. OK. Did he apologize?
0: Christian forgiveness. I, I love how all the uh, the hard right wingers uh, take every moral stance as though it's a Christian stance, like not nothing against Christianity. Like it's 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 a very fine religion. I've met plenty of fun Christians. I know all of them. But I I really hate how uh, they use it as a tool to attack their opponent. Like, oh, that's not very Christian of you. Like, come on. John Hannity knows that he's being, well, he probably doesn't. But most people know that he's being uh, somewhat disingenuous about this level of attack.
1: Uh, He cleared the air, and I appreciate it. We had a nice call he's that's not an answer Did he nice apologize? call that doesn't sound like an he apology said, he, he said it's nothing personal pal oh, and I pal. told him that I okay, appreciated pal. him pal. reaching out hey, hey Sean, uh the world is on the brink of like world war three right no, now I, uh, I with it. all this stuff going on I appreciate <laughs> that the president took a couple minutes out <laughs> this evening while he was still at the desk to, to give me a call and clear at the least air he called you, all, but, but you know what
0: i, I don't right that. that's definitely not uh just political grandstanding or anything That's biden probably hates peter doocy's guts and is just doing this for the political points, because that's kind of how it works in the game of politics is you're not really doing things because you feel strongly about something. You're doing it in relation to how much power you think that you're going to get. Now, if you break that down in this situation, what President Biden probably thinks in whatever capacity he still has left to do any sort of brain function at all, uh, what he probably thinks is that If he does not do this, then what could happen is that Peter Ducey or the Fox News media network will uh, take this and run with it as something to hit President Biden with over and over and over again. And this will likely impact his reelection chances if he even chooses to run again, which jury's still out on that one. And it could impact him further down the line, slightly lessening the power in the game of power that he may have in the future so again this was more than likely not a real uh heartfelt gesture on either president biden or peter ducey here who just doesn't really seem to give a shit which he's taking it the right way by the way um now there have been some uh reports of uh like fox news and cnn going after each other i forget which host on cnn it was that was uh of course using this as an opportunity to uh dunk on fox but you know it i I really don't see what the angle is here
1: anybody to apologize to me uh he can call me whatever he wants
0: he could he said it himself he can call me whatever he wants and you know maybe that might just be the floodgate opener for president biden to call peter doocy like maybe a fuckwad in the future or maybe a uh uh hmm let's think of a good one a um turd eating douche nugget that would, that would be kind of funny i think if president biden hypothetically i'm not saying i would vote for him again or ever for the first time didn't vote for him in whatever the last fucking election cycle was in 2020. But let's just say uh, President Biden next time, now that Peter Doocy has given the open invitation to call him uh, whatever he wants, maybe President Biden calls him a douche-eating turk nugget. And, you know, that I would probably respect that a little bit more, I would think. So regardless, uh, let me know what you think about this. Do you think that uh, political discourse has just kind of changed and it's gone in that direction? Because that seems to be where I'm uh, landing on on this story, because I really don't think that any of this matters. And of course the left is, is up in arms. The right is up in arms about, you know, Oh, he deserved this because deserves this because he works for Fox. And then the right is like, Oh, well, you know, you're, you guys are going to yell at president Trump about this, about using language like this. But then when president Biden does it, it's not okay at all. And, or it's perfectly fine because it's a Fox news uh, anchor. And we all know that Fox news is the enemy. So again, if your response to this is just based on the political team that you're affiliated with versus you know looking at each situation on a case by case basis then you're just lost to tribalism like if you think that uh this is okay where anything that president trump said was completely egregious then you know you're fucking lost and on that same token if you're just basing this on the side that you're on, if you're using the side that you're on to frame every issue as to how it agrees with the team that you're on, then I really think that you need to like grow a fucking brain and stop being an NPC hot take, but you know, it's, Oh, right, right shit. It's opposite day so um you're you're correct, and your side is the the proper side. your side is the right one to be on, and the other side is evil and should probably be put into a concentration camp and uh continue to follow along with these stories because your your side is just one hundred percent on everything they're doing the right thing. they're the moral arbiters all right, let's have. Just a little bit more fun here, and we go over to uh, Alabama, fellas, because I believe we covered this story on the show as it broke. We talked about an Alabama man who was accused of keeping the, this particular little rodent, and he used it for a certain, uh, interesting purpose. Now, most people have like guard dogs or some sort of real pet that they use as a security device for their home. But not this Limestone County man. His name was Mickey Joel Palk, and his trial was scheduled to start on Monday, but it was uh, postponed until February 28th at 1.30 p.m., according to court documents. Now, what kind of animal did he have? Did he have this Alabama man? And I will take some... Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys guess if you're listening really quickly. Just Guess for a moment on what kind of rodent that this man was using as a security animal, and uh, TikTok. I'll let you get your guesses in now, fellows, because we're about to. Do you think about it? Well, Mr. Polk is accused and will go on trial very soon of keeping a meth-fed attack squirrel. He's facing new charges of keeping a squirrel and using it as an attack animal. He faces charges for possession of a wild animal, stolen property, and possession of a weapon by a felon. He was arrested originally in June of 2019. He is 39 years old and will also face other charges later. According to court records, he was also arrested once again on December 23rd of last year. Oh, my birthday. He he was. Fuck, I wish I knew about this story then. That would have been a solid video on charges of chemical endangerment of a child and trafficking methamphetamine as well as some drugs and weapons charges. So he fed the squirrel meth and then told the squirrel to just sick him on anybody that tried to attack his property. He raised it like it was his own flesh and blood. Probably not. A manhunt became began for him on june 18th of 2019 when a drug bust in athens alabama turned up meth ammunition and body armor they also found a caged squirrel amongst all the things that they were searching him for so they were searching him for they were trying to find him for some other stuff he had some uh Meth distribution charges, ammunition, body armor. They were already going after him. They were not going after him specifically for the squirrel. They found out about the squirrel later. But when they arrived at his property, they found it. They found a caged squirrel. And before authorities acted on this search warrant, they were told that Mr. Polk fed meth to the animal to keep it aggressive and to keep it on the attack. Because that surely, that's got to be a threat to him. I mean, he is a, does seem to be a high-level country boy meth dealer. And what better way to scare off any potential drug rivals than your meth-infused giant hulk colossus of an attack squirrel? Limestone County Sheriff Mike Blakely's office said in a June 28th or June 18th statement shortly after the bust, There was no safe way to test the squirrel for meth, and he released a video of the suspect the day after the bust with a squirrel that he claimed was the same one released by sheriff's deputies. He denied that he fed the squirrel meth, but I don't know, man, that when that squirrel is out there viciously attacking people in a meth-infused blood rage, then that makes it fairly clear. So... This man is indeed facing some additional charges for his possession of a wild animal, stolen property, and possession of a weapon by a felon. These are additional charges that will be added to his good old rap sheet, and I imagine that he will go down quietly and without a fight, but maybe he'll stick the squirrel on him. All right, let's get to some updates on the uh, Pennsylvania monkey story. Now, if you were f- have been following the show, then I talked yesterday about this story of this tr- big old truck that was carrying 100 monkeys crashed on an interstate in Pennsylvania. And three of those monkeys got loose. And I'll show you guys some of the pictures that came from uh, this crash, because look at this. Right, this is the crash site right here, and supposedly, uh, these were the crates that were. I'll, let me zoom in here. These were the crates that were holding the live monkeys. They collected next to the trailer that they were being transported in along Route 54 at the interstep intersection with I-80 near Danville, Pennsylvania. So this truck gets in a massive crash with another truck, and these crates of monkeys come loose and. That's not the only thing that happened. Now, most of those monkeys, 97 of those monkeys, originally were accounted for late last week. But three of them, three of those monkeys got loose. They fell. They got free. Hey. Get back in your cage. So they got free. And the city of Danville employed a youthful, well, this woman is not necessarily useful, but she could be. I don't know. They employed assistants to attempt to try and find these monkeys. They didn't employ them, actually. But what happened was a lot of these citizens, after they heard the story of that, the fact that three monkeys were loose, they rushed in and attempted to help. And I covered this story yesterday. We heard the tale of a woman named Michelle Fallon of Danville, who she's from Scranton. She was directly behind the truck when the truck crashed and let loose all the monkeys. Hey! Get back in there. And she stopped to help out because that seems to be what a good Samaritan would do. And as the story goes, when the truck crashed and all these caged monkeys kind of fell out, this woman who was driving behind the truck and witnessed the crash stopped and offered to help. And the truck driver uh, had to kind of lie about this situation. And he said that, oh, they were, I'm just carrying some cute little kitty cats. But they were not. They were not kitty cats. They were uh big old monkeys that were being experimented on, and there's an ant on the soundboard. Hey! I knew this would happen. She said the day following the accident, after she went to help out, she assisted the search, but now she has come down with a case of cough and pink eye, and that could possibly lead to the situation where we might be uh, we might be dealing with a conspiracy here, fellas, because this is uh, not good because these monkeys were being transported from an African country to a facility. I don't remember exactly where, but a facility near the area to undergo tests from the CDC. And you hear this kind of information, and that might lead the conspiracy rabbit hole towards you a little bit. Like, oh, they're experimenting on these monkeys. These monkeys are undergoing medical experimentation. For what? We don't know. For experimental drug treatments, we are not sure about that. While the residents had been warned not to engage one of these, uh, crab-eating macaques, macaques, uh, macaques, they escaped, carrying 100 of them to the lab, and... Uh, The reason that people are up in arms about this is because this woman is getting sick and these monkeys are in the process of being experimented on. So that leads to the question, while the 97 monkeys that were accounted for were wrangled up, other three of them that escaped, they were put down. No, poor monkeys. But now that is leading us to the question of, okay, what happens now? What were they experimenting on? What were they doing to these monkeys? Are we looking at another uh, potential COVID situation or maybe a post-apocalyptic scenario like in the movies, like in fucking 28 days where, you know, the this little viral little experiment just infects one person? And then it gets out to the world. And unfortunately, it seems like this woman, uh, Michelle Fallon, was the initial victim of this. And the local news station has a follow-up report on this from uh, WBRE in Pennsylvania.
2: ...crash are now accounted for, but public health concerns remain.
1: Yeah, the CDC is actually warning people who responded to the scene there to watch out for any symptoms. WBRE-WIOU, Eyewitness News, I-Team Eye reporter Caroline Forbeck joining us live in the studio to explain. Caroline, if you
0: help the monkeys, get yourself Candace
3: tested. The Danville woman says she's concerned for, COVID. for her health after coming into close contact with a monkey on the side of the interstate. She says she never could have imagined that just trying to be a good Samaritan... Look at that poor that,
0: guy. Just know that they the put him down. I
3: down in more and it pops up some Michelle Fallon of Danville says she just received her first dose I wonder of if she wiped her nose vaccine yet. and a round of antivirals after a monkey hissed in her face at the scene of a crash in Valley Township. I
0: was- so she walked up to the monkey. She thought the monkey was a cute little kitty. She thought the monkey was just uh, an innocent, innocent little kitty cat. Yeah. But that was incorrect. And the monkey went up to her, hissed on her face. And now she has pink eye and she has to receive rabies treatment.
3: I was just doing the right thing by helping. I had no idea it would turn out this way. Fallon says on Friday she saw a truck hauling... Which
0: sounds noble, right? I mean, this is an innocent woman that pulls up here. I, despite the fact that, you know, she's got to wipe her nose a little bit before she gives a TV interview. We talked about that yesterday. But imagine you're in this situation. You see a truck just crash right in front of you so you as a good samaritan a good citizen will stop and attempt to help out but little do you know the situation that is about to unfold in front of you where it turns out that these monkeys or this truck is carrying crates of live monkeys but the truck driver Possibly knowing that this is a secret experiment going on by the NIH and the CDC, who will cover this in just a moment, but the NIH is was getting some heat for testing on monkeys. And we'll know in just a little bit, so stay tuned here, uh, what they were experimenting on these monkeys with and whether or not these specifically are the monkeys from this experiment that the NIH the National Institute of Health is getting some shit for so just go back with me imagine that you're in this situation now of course if you're this woman and you're any sort of a decent person you know or you know maybe you just at the time then you're thinking okay shit i wonder what i could do to help out this situation i'm being told that there are uh three innocent little kitty cats on the loose but that was incorrect and she got a rude awakening when she went up to a tree we heard her testimony on this yesterday and wait that's not a kitty cat it was a monkey
3: a trailer collided with a dump truck where Route 54 meets Interstate Jeez. 80. She pulled over to help the driver.
2: He just asked if his trailer was okay. He never said that, oh, don't go. If you do come near a crate, do not touch it. If he would have told me that, then I would have been more careful.
0: So uh Michelle Fallon, the woman that went out to help in this situation, is saying despite what the reporting is coming out and despite what Uh, The truck driver is saying that she says that nobody told her to not get close to the crates and not touch any of them, because if they had, she probably would have been a little bit more careful on this, which sounds reasonable, right? I mean, you've got a crate with live animals. And if somebody goes up to uh, you after these crates just escape from the crashed truck and say that. Hey, don't touch them. They could be dangerous. I don't know about you, man, but I am not walking through those crates and potentially getting clawed by a fucking monkey. But maybe that's just me. Actually, you know, it, on its opposite day, so maybe I I might just, uh, only today though, only today, might just walk up to the crate and walk up, hey, 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 monkey, how you doing? And then just get clawed in the fucking face, which doesn't sound like a good time. Oh, right, opposite day. That sounds like a great time.
3: That's when Fallon came face to face with an agitated monkey. The truck was hauling 100 monkeys from Africa, headed to a lab in Missouri for testing. The three monkeys that escaped have since been recovered. But during the search, officials warned the public not to come near the monkeys because they could transmit disease. I was close to the
0: monkey. That's what they say. The officials have come out and said that they warned the public not to go next to them. But according to Michelle Fallon, nobody warned her. To not go up to the monkeys and not go up to try to find them because, again, she thought she was just helping out here.
2: I touched the crates, I walked through their feces.
0: So I was very
2: close. I was inside that trailer where the monkey crates were. So
0: I called Good on you, local news. At at least this time before they captured the still image of her, they probably made her like wipe her nose a little bit because as we saw from her testimonial yesterday, uh, she was drastically in the cold weather and she just did not wipe her nose out at all. She she had some had some little drizzle coming out from under there because of the cold weather. And fortunately, the local news gave her the courtesy of either photoshopping that out or maybe telling her, all right, look, we're about to get the picture here and we're about to get the money shot in the interview. So just wipe your damn nose.
3: To inquire, you know, was I safe? Since the monkeys were not quarantined and monitored, the CDC told Fallon she needs to take precautions because she was in close Uh-oh. contact. According to the CDC, this species commonly spreads the B virus through saliva, feces, or urine. Look at that Fallon thing. says she grew concerned because she has an open cut on her hand and developed oh, pink geez. eye-like symptoms. So she went to the emergency room at Geisinger Danville. Because Hope the she's monkey okay. did hiss
2: at me and because there was monkey feces around. And
3: I do have an open cut. They just want to be precautious.
0: I like how in every situation where there's a monkey, they just all there's always is fucking monkey feces around. Like you can't have a story about a monkey and you can't have a situation with a monkey involved anywhere where there's not just feces. Like for some reason, why is this woman stepping in monkey feces? These monkeys were out for what? Like a, a couple of hours? The monkeys really can't be out. All right, maybe to be fair, they were experimented on medically and might be undergoing some sort of treatment that causes them to excrete feces uh, excessively. But why is it that in every damn monkey story, we're always talking about monkey feces? I don't get it. Like, she's why is she stepping in monkey feces? Are the monkeys, like, shitting that much? There's only three of them, for God's sake. Like, why is there so much monkey feces here?
3: (laughs) Hey, we'll be on stop Benedict shitting medicine on medicine for about two weeks. The USDA is now investigating the incident after PETA filed a complaint. All right. The animal PETA. rights organization put out a statement today urging the Naturally. U.S. to stop importing monkeys for experiments. Nick, Candice. Right. right
0: I'm, I'm sure the CDC will heartily listen to that one and take all of the advice from PETA and just stop. Stop doing what they're doing. Now, this is a story from last year that might shed some light on this, which is that the National Institute of Health is accused of spending $100 million of taxpayers' money on torturing lab monkeys with acid, fucking autoplay video, and snakes, and this could shed a little bit of light into what these monkeys were experimenting on now of course this was part of the controversy that uh dr fauci was part of because we all know uh you know dr fauci opposite day is just great he is uh, a great man who is responsible for a lot of science and definitely not for misinformation and unnecessary vaccine hesitancy i think we pulled that one off well for the opposite day challenge. So the National Institute of Health spent millions of taxpayer money, $100 million to be precise, to conduct animal testing on monkeys and dogs. Now we heard about this controversy that made the news uh, last year about the NIH testing on beagles and Dr. Fauci got a whole bunch of shit about that. And apparently monkeys were also part of that test. It was first unveiled by the White Coast Waste Project in 2019 which cost the taxpayers nearly 100 million dollars since 2007 the primates were tortured with rubber spiders and mechanical snakes which are objects that they instinctively fear to observe their reactions and then what the nih scientists did was remove portions of their brain or destroyed parts of their brain with acid to intentionally worsen the primates fear And those experiments came back to the forefront after other animal testing whose funding was approved by Dr. Fauci was exposed. And this was the Beagle story that broke uh, late last year that Dr. Fauci was under fire for. So the monkey story, uh, the monkey experimentation went a little bit under the radar. And so that could be something. Now, again, this we're diving into is somewhat conspiratorial and uh, you kind of have to make a little bit of stretching to see how that story fits in here but there is a bit of a coincidence i mean monkeys monkeys there monkeys here and maybe this could be the similar vein of experiment that these monkeys were undergoing and if these monkeys were experimented on in this way, then what's the type of acid that they were using? Uh, is this potentially dangerous to other people besides, you know, the generic uh, monkey sickness of hissing in Michelle Fallon's face and giving her pink eye? Does she have more to be concerned about here? So let me know what you think about this. Be sure to leave a comment on the YouTube video or at simulation radio on everything. Let me know what you think and we'll go over this in a roundup. I'll engage with all of your comments and we'll have a chat about this because I don't know, man, this seems seems a little bit concerning. I don't want to go full on conspiracy theory here, but this does not, doesn't sound good. And at the very least, even if you don't want to dive into the conspiratorial angle on this, then it should at least be noted that maybe these experiments are Probably not the right way to go, especially if and not just for the poor old monkey's sake, which I mean, they three of them, the ones that escaped ended up getting put down at the very least. Why are we wasting a 100 million dollars of taxpayer money on these kinds of mistakes or on these kinds of experiments that seem somewhat fruitless? I mean, we're testing uh, removing parts of monkeys brains and destroying them with acid to intentionally worsen their fear. I really don't see how this kind of experimentation has any positive to humanity at all. And so I really don't see why we're having to waste $100 million of taxpayer money on this. So let me know what you think. Have you been following the crazy Pennsylvania monkey story? If so, let me know your take on this and whether or not you are concerned about this or whether or not this might just end up in a situation where we end up in a Planet of the Apes post-apocalyptic world where the monkeys are running the world. Hey, hey! You stay in your cages. You haven't evolved yet. So let me know what you think about this. So when we come back, I'll briefly, uh, briefly go over the uh, FDA's ban on the monoclonal antibodies thing because I'll be honest, I haven't really done too much research into this and I really don't want to talk out of my ass about this because again this is a super politically charged issue that is resulting in of course people from both sides going at it and governor Ron DeSantis is at the forefront of this we'll briefly cover briefly cover that plus Peter Dinklage is not very happy about something that is going on in the Disney universe particularly their Snow White live action movie and based on the characters from Snow White you might be able to guess and also based on Peter Dinklage let's see Peter Dinklage Snow White and the Seven Dwarves hmm I wonder what Peter Dinklage could be concerned about here we will get to that and maybe if we have time for anything else some of that too when we come back
3: Simulation. Radio. Simulation. Radio.
0: why peter dinklage is mad man i really can't imagine it couldn't be of the seven dwarves part of snow white and the seven dwarves i can't imagine that that's the reason no there's no way we will get to that in just a minute. But first, the FDA today banned the use of certain types of monoclonal antibodies that they're saying is is not effective against the Omicron variant. Now, this is important because the research that they put put out, which, you know, believe it or not, it's the FDA that we're talking about here, and they are not known to be a credible reliable source of real science and are probably just using this for political purposes. And that's probably the reason that we're not going to talk about it very often. We're not going to sit here and dwell on this because, again... uh all of these organizations have political agendas behind them, especially Governor Ron DeSantis, who is uh, leading the charge against this, particularly the Florida Department of Health is closing a lot of their monoclonal antibody facilities. And all these antibody treatment sites will be closed until further notice. And again, uh, it your view on this is going to depend on which side you're on. Now, it seems like, uh, based on a lot of the studies that have come out, that uh, the certain types of monoclonal antibodies, there are multiple of them with names that I'm looking at that I cannot fucking pronounce at all, except for Regeneron. Some of the other ones. Uh, all right, let's see if we can take a crack at this. Caservimob and Imdevimab known as Regen Cove or Regeneron. So uh, not all of them are being banned, by the way. They're banning the use of bob lom ne Nailed that one. And Estevimob when used together, as well as the combination of the first two that I talked about and Regeneron is part of them. Now, the reason that they're putting this ban out is that they say that these treatments are ineffective against the Omicron variant, which, uh, if we've seen the numbers that have come out lately, that upwards of 99.5% of the cases that we're seeing now, is even despite the fact that the cases are on a downturn, we, it seems like we've reached the peak of the Omicron variant, so we'll be awaiting the drop of the next variant to keep us all... Uh, keep us all on our toes and fearing COVID until the end of time, uh, that these treatments are not as effective against Omicron, which is most of the cases. And that's the FDA's logic, at least, behind this. So, uh, again, this is turning into a politically charged issue. Uh, Ron DeSantis is using this to uh, come out and say that, you know, uh, they've got something against us. And then the left is doing the whole uh, look. Well, if you just get vaccinated, then maybe this wouldn't be a problem. Like, you know, here's fucking uh, Jen Psaki when a reporter asked her about Florida continuing to push for monoclonal antibody treatment, which has been proven to work. By the way, there are people that have received this treatment that swear by it. And of course, somebody asks fucking Jen Psaki, like anybody gives a shit what she thinks, what her response to Governor Ron DeSantis is. And uh, I'll play her response here. Yesterday, Get a load of this through the EUA for some monoclonal antibody treatments because they don't work against Omicron. But Florida continues to push for the treatment for people in the state. What's your response to Governor Santis? I hate the sound of her voice. And what's your
1: message to the people of Florida?
3: Well, let's
2: just take a step back here just to realize how crazy this is a little bit. Um,
0: Look at her fucking play the political game. You know, I'll I'll even put this on the screen for uh, you guys to see. There's something about Jen Psaki that just annoys the shit out of me. Like the way that she just dives around issues, which to be fair, that's what all White House press secretaries are meant to do. But she just comes across as like this, uh, this scolding teacher that just you know just slaps you on the wrist for being a bad student for daring to go out of line on anything, and she just has this know-it-all air to her that is just unlikable. And she tries so damn hard to be likable, like going on Twitter and commenting on the Bills game. But I don't know, man. I see right through it.
2: Approached uh, COVID treatments like filling a medicine cabinet. We're not relying on one type, one brand, or treatment. We invested in and continue to buy a variety across monoclonal antibodies, pre-exposure prevention therapies, and oral antivirals. We have provided 71,000 doses of antivirals to Florida, including 34 thousand additional treatments that do work against omicron just this last week i'm sorry about of a range of those treatments i should say
0: so another bit of the science behind this is that uh a lot of the monoclonal and mon- monoclonal antibodies do not work against omicron but there are a couple that still do and again i don't remember the names of them but they the fda has not banned those but here comes the kicker this is what jen zaki was talking about about the fact that you know there's some other stuff that works Uh, We're giving it to Florida and, you know, we'll just go from there.
2: To be clear, what the FDA is making clear is that these treatments, the ones that they are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron and they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. We have sent.
0: Ah, yes, that's what the scientists are saying. I mean, we don't know what the side effects are or whether or not they would be worse than COVID. I feel like that is something that we as the public should know and they should make it easily accessible. But again, I'm sure you probably have to comb data or wait for some fucking fact checker to misinterpret it and put it out as fact.
2: ...sent them tw- 71,000 doses of treatments that are effective against Omicron and are effective also against Delta. Uh, and they are still advocating uh, for treatments that don't work. Uh, we've seen, unfortunately, from the beginning... Uh, in our pandemic response a range of steps or pushes that have been made through social media platforms unfortunately from the mouths of elected officials uh and the advocating for things that don't work even when we know things do work injecting disinfectant promoting other pseudoscience so which
0: has been the injecting disinfectant thing by the way is the biggest fucking myth there was if anybody listened to what donald trump actually said he did not actually he did not call for injecting bleach and that was one of the biggest fucking streams of misinformation that i would say has almost ever come out we i mean between that and like the fucking the russiagate shit and the covington catholic kids hoax this is the kind of stuff that makes us not trust the mainstream media at all and unfortunately that's the world that we live in, where we just don't have a credible mainstream media
2: doubt on the effectiveness of vaccines and boosters and now promoting treatments that don't work. We know it works. Vaccines and boosters. We have a range of
0: doses. Ah, Yes, we know it works. V- vaccines and boosters. That's it. There's no alternative treatments, just the vaccines and boosters that we're, we're going to have to make sure that everybody gets vaccinated and boosted five times. Otherwise, uh, you know, you might just go kill grandma. That's what's going to happen here
2: of things that do work in treatments, and we're providing those to Florida.
0: So there's Jen Saki on the Florida push for monoclonal antibody treatment. So uh, we're not going to dive too deep into this. So let me know what you think uh, about the monoclonal antibodies. Primarily, I want to hear from you if you have uh, taken some of these treatments and how they worked. Because, again, this is all anecdotal, but a lot of what I've seen and the personal accounts from the people that have taken it from what I've seen, they, they've they all said that it works. And, again, this might be pre-Omicron, and it seems like Omicron itself is not really a thing to be concerned about. So, again, uh, if you have experiences to share that would help out in the assessment of this story, then let me know because I'm curious as to what you guys experienced out there and whether or not it aligns with the narrative of the monoclonal antibodies mostly being ineffective for Omicron. So again, let me know what you think. Obviously this is being made into a politically charged issue, depending on what side you agree with. But again, this has got to be something that we, we, wait to see actual studies on until we start making judgments about this and not the the fucking mainstream media fact checkers which you know are in the pockets of big pharma and the people that are paying them to fact check to their standards which makes sense all right let's let's have a little bit of fun because let's get to these two stories really quickly and i gotta pay this one off really quick because i teased it on social media which is that courtney kardashian is coming out with a new reason to both hate her and another reason that uh the gamer community will simp for her because you know if anybody has watched twitch lately uh some of the biggest streamers are just simp farming essentially like if anybody i can't believe that i know who she is but if you've ever watched fucking pokimane and first of all if you've ever watched pokimane unironically then uh i don't want to say kill yourself because that will just get me fucking obliterated from the social media empire if i were to hypothetically say that but uh just get a check on your life man i'm i'm not saying to go and end it all i'm not i'm not saying do that i'm just saying uh control yourself a little bit look she i hate to break this to you but continuing to watch and sub to pokimane while she fucking snorts sugar and like pretends it's coke and does stupid ass zoomer shit that's that's not going to make her want to fuck you she already has a boyfriend i hate to break this to you but all right back to courtney kardashian because i'm just letting out relentless hate on the twitch community which is growing increasingly more annoying i'm losing a lot of interest in gaming and esports by the way because of how fucking weenie uh all of the consumers of it tend to be and it just doesn't i don't understand how uh like Real ass people that do real jobs in eSports, people like Thorin and Monte Cristo. I don't understand how and Richard Lewis. I don't understand how they haven't uh, like left eSports by now because the community is an absolute shithole. I mean, the same people that dog on him. And we've got a story that we'll probably cover tomorrow because I don't think we're going to get to it today about uh, ESL being bought out. And ESL is one of the primary. Tournament organizers, in esports them being purchased by a saudi arabian company and the amount of people that are continuing to be silent about this while at the same time dogpiling on people like thorn and Semler who are reporters and commentators for counter-strike uh it really just says it all man that that community is fucking lost and you're all like literal npcs that uh do not have functioning brains or functioning brain cells and I don't know man it's it's really losing my interest in the community and I used to follow it for just for the sake of following the games but even the developers of those games themselves are taking these stances where you know we, we got to be woke and we got to be uh, virtuous on Twitter and talk about uh, how everything is a social issue and then something like this will happen where they'll get bought by Saudi Arabia, and the controversy behind that means it essentially uh, breaks down to that it's it's a sexism issue because everything's a sexism issue. I wasn't anticipating on going too far into that, so I got to gather my thoughts a little bit more on that, but just... You're all fucking weenies. And these same weenies that are part of that community are simping over Kourtney Kardashian today for casually posting a picture on Instagram of her playing Valorant to her 161 million Instagram followers. And of course, this is going to gain her quite a few more gamer followers because a thing to take note of here is that she does have an 11-year-old son and, you know, maybe she just took a picture of her 11-year-old son playing Valorant. That could be what it is. Or, as all the gamers are probably going to go with because, you know, just on the off chance that Courtney Kardashian might just reach through the screen and grab their dick and it's probably the only time that it's ever been touched in their whole fucking life. Uh, look, that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. Opposite day. No, that's totally going to happen. That's totally going to happen. Courtney uh, Kardashian is just going to single you out as a... A supporter of her and her mission I think we did okay there <laughs> so she did post a picture that went viral on Instagram yesterday to her 161 million followers of her playing Valorant which a don't really think this is real think this is just a clout chasing move to get a sect of the influencer community that the kardashians might not have been interested in before which is gamers and naturally she's getting a whole bunch of uh simps on social media going oh, just please please play with me does she need a duo i'll duo with you like go back to watching fucking pokimane and giving her 15 dollars a month to snort sugar to be cool christ All right. And finally, uh, to close out the show today, Peter Dinklage has kind of gone off the rails about Disney's Snow White live action criticisms. And Disney has responded to this. They've responded to Peter Dinklage's tirade about something along the lines of. uh, He's mad about the seven dwarves characters and snow white essentially uh, equating them to cavemen uh oh here here's here's a statement right here uh literally no offense to anyone i was trying to find the statement but i was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a latina actress as snow white but you're still telling the snow the story of snow white and the seven dwarves Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Nah, I mean, we we can hear you from down there. Disney has responded to this, attempting to set the record straight following the remarks they retorted. To avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we're taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. Oh, I want to so bad, man. I want to make a joke about that so damn bad. But I will. I'll, I'll refrain. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period according to a disney spokesperson like it's still several years out it's not coming out for a couple more years and of course they will have cultural consultants just like other live action films that turned out great like aladdin and mulan yeah those those movies those live action movies turned out so much more better so much more better turned out so much better because they had cultural consultants the film has already been in development for three years and the studio has been reimagining the dwarf characters since the earliest stages. First of all, what are the dwarves? Like, are they meant to be humans? Are they meant to be, uh, like, creatures? Are they meant to be, like... Ugh, this sounds weird, and this sounds really mean. But are they are they meant to be subhuman? Like, what's the intention behind the characters? And, of course, I really didn't think that Disney was ever going to get out of this uh, scot-free. Because the dwarf characters... God. Got a phantom ant again. Now, Disney was never going to get out of this scot-free, by the way, because this doesn't seem like it's even a story that can be told by today's standard Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I mean, it's got it's got bad stuff written all over it between the misogyny of uh, the dwarves and Snow White and the sexual harassment of what happens to Snow White and the dwarves themselves. Now, Peter Dinklage just wanted to have a soapbox, but chose not to mention Disney by name in his statement, as if he didn't know that Disney was the studio behind Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That really seems like he's just uh, trying to save face here. So let me know what you think about anything that we talked about tonight, because I'm curious to hear all of your perspectives if you missed the live show then you once again may get involved in the live show by joining us at youtube.com slash simulation radio or twitch.tv slash simulation radio monday tuesday and wednesday at 7 p.m for the time being monday through wednesday uh might be cutting wednesday soon enough and just do a big old roundup on mondays and tuesdays because i am planning on doing some other like outside of studio work like i don't want to say community outreach but some kind of promotional stuff on wednesday nights and i'll keep everybody updated so to get some of those updates do follow at simulation radio on instagram particularly that's the one that i'm building the most uh do follow us on twitter as well at simulation radio and Facebook, I don't really give a shit about it. It's a throwaway. If you happen to be on Facebook and are only using Facebook, then sure, like Simulation Radio on Facebook. I stream to it as well. But uh, I do not care about Facebook at all. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Love you all. See you all tomorrow night where, of course, we will cover all of the juiciest story stories and hopefully... The studio will not be overrun by ants. Bye. Oh, I mean hello. It's opposite day.